You are listening to Sophie P. Sophie P. is a podcast hosted by me, Joshua Wood. I am inviting people to come and tell a story into my microphone. That story is going to be interesting. It's going to feel emotional. It's going to be lighthearted. It's going to be something that pushes buttons for you sometimes. Sometimes it'll just be a beautiful thing to sit with a loved one or a family member or with yourself and listen to and just enjoy. I'm shooting for about 15 minutes to 25 minutes per episode, and hopefully this doesn't take you too far outside of your life. I am not demanding a ton of your attention, but I do think that hearing people's stories will really help serve the community. I think people will start to understand that they're not alone. They can potentially take themselves out of isolation. They can feel good and laugh. They can also feel the emotions of sadness if they hear something that particularly strikes a certain chord with them. Today's episode is about love. So my friend Becky is going to be telling a story about how her parents met. And it is a cute story, to say the least. It is something that got me thinking a little bit about love and myself and my life and my experiences with the people around me. It's funny because I almost said period after I said that because I do so much talk to text. I just do so much talk in general. Love is a very interesting thing for us to experience. It is, first and foremost, something that happens when we breathe in, when we inhale, and as we exhale, this thing happens with our bodies where the air travels uh, up from our lungs and it travels through our throats and uh, past our vocal cords and creates a vibration and our lips and our tongue and our jaw, they all move in this beautiful formation to create the word love. I personally believe, based off of a conversation I had with a friend of mine a few years ago, that love is immediate and always. We don't need to segregate and separate people from the word love. Love is a word. We can create meaning and definition. We can also let that meaning and definition change. We can value the people around us by not only telling them that we love them and reminding them that they are loved, but also sometimes taking the word love out of the sentence and going into great detail about why we love them, about the value that they bring to our lives and the value that we want to bring to their lives just by simply being there, just by simply listening, just by simply inviting them to be in a space with us. Let's not fall short. Let's make sure the people we love know that we love them. Let's encourage them to love more people. Let's encourage them to talk about it like Becky is about to do. So, hi, Becky. <laughs> hey, Josh. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about the story. No, I'm really excited to tell this story. It's a really good love story, and it's a good example for like me to have witnessed growing up. Um, so my parents, they are 16 years apart. And uh, they've been married for 37 years. And it's been like a long journey. And the way that they met was, it was kind of like fate and meant to be like through and through. So it was 1981. I actually asked my mom today, I was like, you've been married for 37 years? I thought it was like 34 or something. She's like, no, 37 years. So it was New Year's Eve in 81. And my mom was all dressed up to go on a date that she was super excited about. And she ended up getting stood up and um, her mom felt really bad for her because she was devastated. And even though she was 18, uh, my mom took her to the local dive bar called the Empty Glass. 
So they were there because my mom got stood up and my father was 34 at the time and he had already been to Vietnam and he was just over it. So he was out earlier in the night and then he wasn't able to sleep and something was just like, wake up, go back to the empty glass. And that's where he um, played softball and like that was his hangout spot. So my dad went back and he ended up seeing this hot woman that was leaning against the pinball machine and he was like, damn like who is that and um I joke with him now because he's like she was wearing a pink shirt and I'm like dad that's because she had like triple m boobs of course you remember she was wearing a pink shirt like what kind of shoes was she wearing like how's her hair done but he's just like she's leaning against the pinball machine with a pink shirt they met each other and they hit it off and uh, my mom actually went home that night and she told her mom she's like he's the one like I'm gonna marry this man They continued talking for a few weeks, and then her friend was like, do you know how old George is? Because my mom is 18. My dad thought that she was older since she was in a bar, and my dad is super handsome, so she thought that he was probably in his 20s because he was good-looking and, like, young and fit. And um, So wait, he was 34 and she was 18. 18, and her mom just took her to the bar because... She felt bad that she got stood up. And since it was like the neighborhood dive bar, you know, who hasn't been into a bar underage? Because I know I have, (laughs) especially in Philly, you know. So, um, you know, he thought that she was like of age and she thought that he was a little bit younger. But that wasn't the case. Her friend was like, do you know how old George is? And my mom's like, no, like, what are you talking? How old is he? And then when she found out that he was 34, she's like, oh, shit, like, that's pretty old. She was already in love with him by this time. And it was like a few weeks into dating. He was coming over after she found out this information. And she told her mom, she's like, can you, like, hang out with us? Like, she felt some different kind of way when she found out how old he was. And she had her mom, like, come down. So my dad came over, and he must have, like, left the room. And my mom was like, it's fine. Like, you know, I don't feel weird. And they were in love. And actually, my dad asked my mom to marry her, like, two months after they met. And my mom was like, oh, hold on. Like, maybe in another year, like, if we're still together. And sure enough, like, they were together. And two years later, they ended up tying the knot. So... Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. It was like one of those like fairy tale like love stories. As Becky was sitting there telling me the story about her parents, I was sort of going off into my own thought tangent, which sometimes happens if I'm totally honest with the people I love. It's just the truth. It doesn't mean that I don't care about what you're saying. That's just kind of what my mind does sometimes. But I remember there was a time when I was married and I was newly married and man, was I in over my head. I had a one-year-old child. I had just bought a house. I was struggling with finding my place in the world, and I was struggling with trying to understand what I was going to do about my future. It was stressful. Uh, I was caught in the throes of of alcohol, and I was self-medicating, and I was trying to keep up. I was trying to keep up with myself and my family and the world. I really didn't know what I was doing. So it was one morning I was uh, home alone because my daughter's mother and my daughter had gone down south for my daughter's mother's birthday. They went to be with her family. 
And of course, because she loves her family and they're so far away and she wanted to spend her birthday with them and I chose to stay back. I had used the excuse that I had to work, but in all honesty, I was looking for a break from everything. I woke up in the morning and it was raining and I was in such a foul mood. I was so angry. I was so sad. I was very much in a dark place that I didn't understand at the time. When you're there, you look out and you only see light because you're so far in the dark. There's no dark to see because you're in it. It's your perception. It's your frame of reference. I heard the mailbox close, which meant the mailman had just left. And so I found my excuse to get up and I walked down the stairs and I probably almost tripped because I was so hungover and so tired. And I made my way to the door and it felt like I was walking through a desert when it was in fact only 10 or 15 steps. I opened the front door and I popped open the screen door and I reached out and flipped the mailbox lid open and pulled mail out and there was a postcard from my daughter and from her mother and it was on her birthday and she was reminding me how loved I was on her birthday. That really set a whole new standard for me. I'll never forget it. When they made their vows, like they really stuck to them because everyone's a handful in their own way. And um, my parents are both angels, but they both needed each other um, for specific reasons. Like my dad is very laid back and so is my mom. She's very quiet. She's an angel. She delivers babies. Um, she's just a caretaker. That's just her job in life. And she takes care of my dad. Um, but she, from her trauma and her past, she's a little bit more like anxious about things. And my dad kind of like balances that out and really handles it, whereas some other people may not have been able to handle it. But he should because of all the shit that he's put her through. So your dad has put your mom through a lot of shit. Yeah, well, he's a Vietnam vet, and he's also diagnosed bipolar. And actually, after they got married, she didn't find out that he was bipolar for two years. His mother didn't tell my mom. And I kind of am thinking, like, she should have probably disclosed this information to her daughter-in-law about my dad because two years into the marriage, at night he said something that, like, I probably don't want to repeat because it's not my dad because when he is in his manic episodes, it's not my dad. Um, it's a completely different person. And I've witnessed this growing up because his old age finally wore out his manic. But yeah, so he said some shit to my mom that like scared her. Like before she went to bed, she's like, holy shit. She woke up and the next morning she asked the neighbors like, hey, like, is George mad at me? Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, he's said something and the neighbor was like oh I think he's having like an episode and um my mom's like what do you mean so then she found out that he has manic episodes from like bipolar disorder and plus whatever happened in Vietnam which I know too much because when he gets sick he tells me these things so she married him because she loved him and then she found this out but she was she knew that she was committed and she loves him like through better for worse and stuck out things with him that a lot of people wouldn't um I think that's how things work when you find the one you really tolerate things that some other people may not like for each other and for love you know because if it was that easy to like bail out and people do it all the time they could Either of them could have left each other numerous times, you know.
my dad because of not being in the right state of mind and my mom for, you know, having to raise two kids by herself at times when she's had to get a restraining order out against him for like putting himself and other people in danger. Yeah, they've been through a lot together and they love each other. They're still hot for each other. I see them like giggle when they kiss. It's That's really adorable. It is adorable and it's really cute to see. Actually, one time after I hadn't been living with them for like 5 or 6 years, I like I came home and like I feel like I walked down and they like might have it was just it was awful because <laughs> they're my parents and but they might have been in the middle of something they might i mean i i didn't see anything but like they were like a little bit startled and i thought i was doing a good thing by surprising them but at the same time i'm like that's great that they're still so hot for each other and especially like with their age gap and everything i'm impressed by my dad but he's the man so if you met him you would know like of course and he's just so handsome and charming but um yeah they it took them a while to have kids too and um that was probably really hard for my mom and um my dad he said that he prayed a lot so that we were like born and yeah so then they had us and they definitely taught us what love and um like forgiveness and patience my dad always drilled in my head love is patient love is kind and i don't think anyone besides like him and my mom like could emulate that verse any better. This episode of Sophie P was produced by me. The music was written and recorded along with the editing of the episode by me. I am appreciative of Becky for coming and telling the story about her parents and how they met. About how they decided to stick together for each other, with each other. To create their own definition of love. To teach their children and to share their story with their children. To have more of those conversations. interested in hearing more of this podcast, if you're interested in telling a story on the podcast, if you have questions, comments, or concerns, I invite that information. sophiepthepodcast at gmail.com would be where you would send that information. 